Hey there, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to Broke Box Office. My name is Luke. And this is Zach. Are you level 10 today? <laughs> I don't know if I'm good enough to be level 10. I don't know, man. You know, it's tough. What, what did he say? Dante? No one can beat Dante. You're like, fuck, they kept saying something. <laughs> today, we're covering a film called Virtual Combat from 1995. Yeah, man one of i i don't know i one of, i feel like one of the most vanilla movies we've done so far honestly yeah i i feel like as, as soon as i heard the name this movie was exactly what i thought it was going to be yep. pretty much yep um and it was great on that level i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like blade runner with with a lot more karate mhm yeah i mean it's like a lot of different things <laughs> that's the log line for this film anyway should we just jump into uh I can yeah. talk about some of the acting? Let's do it. I'm I'm very interested. I I spoiled myself a little bit because yeah. the credits Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about Don the Dragon Wilson, man. Okay, yes. So that was the first note that I took, obviously. Uh-huh. Because he is credited in this film as Don the Dragon Wilson. <laughs> uh and he is a real big deal. He is a professional kickboxer. Mm-hmm. And on his IMDb page, which, you know, I don't know who writes these. I guess you write your own. So take this with a grain of salt. But it says, Don the Dragon Wilson is considered the greatest kickboxing champion <laughs> in the sports history. <laughs> Holy shit. Seriously? So, oh, my God. So, and I mean, it's still kickboxing. So, you know, it's not like, it's not MMA and it's not boxing. It's like a weird mm-hmm. middle, like... But he's a great yeah. kickboxer. Apparently. Well, apparently the greatest ever, the greatest champion in the history of the sport. But uh, as far as acting goes, uh, it's really what you would think. Um, mm-hmm. He has like two big things. He was a like some gang member in Batman Forever. Okay, and he was quote unquote sparring partner in Say Anything. So he's in those two films. Those are on the top of his IMDb, obviously. And then, and it's not like he is an unsuccessful person. He has like 70 credits on IMDb. They're just all terrible B uh, Kung Fu films. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And a lot of, um, a lot of video games too, which Hmm. is weird. Like, I don't know if he's doing like mocap or if he's doing voices, but I got to imagine it's motion capture. I would have to think for like video games and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it for him. But the the his nickname, the Dragon, comes from his kickboxing career, I guess. Sure. I wonder if he gave it to himself. Yeah. Right. A similar situation with Michael Bernardo, who plays Dante. Okay. He, in fact, was in Batman and Robin. Um, wow. Which is funny. And then a bunch of the same, a bunch of terrible-looking B uh, kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Ken McLeod, who played the partner. Just a bunch of a bunch of uh, kung fu movies. It's pretty much the same across the board until you get to some really interesting people, kind of below the line. You have Michael Dorn, who is the voice of Dante. Okay. Um. So the the voice. <laughs> yeah. He is Worf in Star Whoa. Trek. Whoa. Okay. I mean, yeah, he does have a very deep voice in this movie. Yeah. So he's probably the most successful by quite a large margin. Yeah. He's Worf in, in, in Star Trek. And then he is a voice for a bunch of 
you know, animated stuff. He does hmm. all the like animated um, superhero shows. Oh, nice. He does like Justice League, the animated Justice League show. He, you know, just Transformers, a ton of uh, animated series. I mean, he's got a good voice for it. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. You also have Rip Taylor is in this. Yeah. Which is weird. I, I recognized him. <laughs> and I saw him. Rip Taylor is a, 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 you know, a comedian. I don't remember who he was. I saw his name in the opening credits and I was like, oh shit, Rip Taylor's in this. And I never, like, he must be a really <laughs> small part because I never, like, really clocked him in the movie at all. Yeah. I don't know. Did you, he was, there's like one moment where, where the couple you see, they get to Las Vegas or whatever, and there's that big floating head that's like doing an advertisement for something or other. That was him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yep, I see it now. Um, yeah, that voice, I was just like, whoa. I'll cover this woman just because she's kind of the other lead, but Athena Massey, who plays uh, Liana, mm-hmm. she kind of the same deal. She was in like one or two things, but then she's done a bunch of video games and a bunch of like B movies. Okay. Um, nothing too significant. And she hasn't worked at all since like 2002. So she clearly kind of left yeah. the game. Uh, the last two I'll mention that are really interesting is Stella Stevens, who plays Mary, which is the woman in the in the phone who like yeah. helps out. She was a really successful actress in like the '60s and '70s. She was in the the original the Jerry Lewis uh, Nutty Professor. Whoa! And she was in the original Poseidon Adventure. Huh? Yeah, she has like 150 credits on IMDb. Um, so she's kind of she's you know a real she's the real deal and then there's also Turhan Bay who played Dr. Cameron uh, who's the you know the guy who kind of starts and brings them to life and he was a very successful actor back in the 40s holy shit like he was in yeah he was in the mummy's tomb like the lon cheney sequel to the mummy he was in wow okay uh night in paradise he was in some movie called the gay falcon in 1941 i can only imagine which is great um but yeah you know he's uh he was pretty successful too um nice that's pretty much it okay a lot a a lot more interesting stuff than there usually is as far as the acting goes yeah Um, with michael dorn uh definitely being the standout i feel like it's kind of similar on on my side of things too where and, and maybe this is just because I looked into more people than usual, but um, yeah, I got the director, Andrew Stevens. He did a lot of acting, strangely, hmm. including 33 episodes of that show, Dallas. That's weird. And then, you know, just other random stuff. And he also has 130 producer credits up to next year and beyond. Like he has wow. like eight things that are, you know, yet to be released. Okay. But uh, in the past, his, his producing credits have included uh, Battlefield Earth and the boondock saints wow i like that movie but most of it's you know just like small stuff he didn't direct much else apart from this i mean he did some stuff but it's nothing i recognized uh except for one episode of walker texas ranger nice that's incredible maybe that's where he got the ideas for all the spin kicks that happen yeah geez so many roundhouse kicks yeah uh written by a guy named william c martell who wrote not a whole lot else, and all of it seems to be similar quality to this because it's all called stuff like Ninja Busters or Night Hunter 
or shit like that. Okay. So I think he just kind of found his niche and stayed in it. Yeah. And there's three three different producers listed: a producer, an associate producer, and a line producer. Ashok Amritraj, James Holt, and William B. Stakely. The first two also worked on Battlefield Earth, and all three of them worked on a lot of other stuff that that the director had produced as well. So I think they were kind of like a team, or at least friends. Yeah. But you know, not much else in their each of their personal credits. And then we get down to a cinematographer, a guy named David J. Miller, and this is a lot of fun because he started in movies, but he pretty quickly got into TV, and he did the cinematography for bunch of episodes of Jag and Desperate Housewives. Oh, wow. And then more recently, uh, 17 episodes of that show Veep. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then 42 episodes of The Good Place. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. <laughs> Which I, I looked it up. I was like, yeah, how many episodes are there of that show? It's yeah. He did all of them except for the pilot. Like, he is the cinematographer for the show. That's an amazing show, too. Yeah. That's awesome. It. And it's so, it's so cool that he went from this to that <laughs> right yeah a real success story that's very cool yeah and then i, I looked into a couple other things just because i liked the production design of this movie yeah uh, i looked up the production designer it's a guy named roger Nall, who has a long list of visual effects credits including you know horror movies and stuff but also a couple that were funny to me uh marmaduke to, I guess uh, he did the effects for the big old dog, um, and that movie Aragon. Oh uh, my which god! I don't know if you ever saw. I forgot they made a movie out of that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw it. Yeah, man, it's not great. <laughs> it clearly didn't leave much of an impact on me. Holy yeah, cow! Must have. So I remember that book. Yeah, the, <laughs> I think that book was mainly famous because of like how old the guy was when he wrote it. Yeah, wasn't he like 16 or something? And that was the whole big deal. Yeah, yeah. It was a fine book. I don't know. I don't remember yeah. anything about it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm sure me it neither. Was fine. Yeah. But uh, more importantly, uh, last year, Roger Nall was the visual effects guy for uh, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, my God. Uh, that show, show is great. I love that show. Yeah. That's super so, cool. You know, good job for him as well. Yeah. And that would be probably the most fun, except I... I feel like I want to start doing this a little more where I'll just look at, cause there's a bunch of people who I never talk about on these, on these movies. So I want to try and pick yeah. like, you know, one like person way down at the bottom, like yeah. every time, just, I, I guess at random, uh, yeah. but <laughs> this time I, the sculptor, a guy named Todd Rex. Okay. This was either his first or his second movie as a sculptor which basically is part of like the, the visual effects team or like the, mm -hmm. uh, what is it, production design team, depending on like what type of, of sculpting it is. Yeah. I, I looked it up. It's like sculpting, you know, like they do on that show Face Off, like uh, yeah. monster masks and stuff, but yeah. also just general like if they need to have like a boulder somewhere, he'll like sculpt it, uh, stuff like that. Cool. And his credits from this movie, being his first one, go into stuff like Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardians Whoa. of the Galaxy, Interstellar, <laughs> Suicide Squad, Westworld. Good for He's him. He's like a big deal sculptor guy, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. Making a living with that sculpting. Yeah, man. Everybody needs something. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Like every part of a movie has to be done by somebody. If yeah. you get good at it, you know, you can work on all this kind of shit. You can be the guy. Yeah. And, and what's his name? 
uh, Todd Rex. Todd Rex. Yeah, that's cool. I think we should so pay more to attention to those kind of people because, you know, yeah, the entertainment industry is like so huge and there's so many moving parts in it. And I feel like a lot of people just think either you're an actor or a famous director or writer or whatever, and that's it. But there's like, there's so much mm-hmm. more. There's so many more moving parts. And I think that's really cool. And yeah. I think those people yeah. deserve We're gonna do our part attention to highlight them. Hell yeah. For movies like Virtual Combat. <laughs> Yes, and all of the people who listen to this podcast will now know. <laughs> Anyways, um, the production company was is called Amritraj slash Stevens Entertainment, which you might recognize being the last names of the director and producer. Straightforward. So obviously, yeah. there's no web presence. Yeah. <laughs> and on IMDb, there are three credits listed, this being one of them. So I don't think they're too worried about it. And... I did see there was a DVD release in 1999 by something called Image Entertainment, mm-hmm. which has since undergone a restructuring, mm-hmm. of course. And on their new website, you cannot find it at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they do seem to do a lot of genre films still. So I guess they're sort of keeping the spirit alive. Yeah. I noticed that um, they, they were the ones who handled the release of Mandy. So that's pretty cool. Oh, wow. That movie is awesome. So it, it I was I was kind of surprised by it seems like a, a reasonable reasonably large budget for this film. Like there's there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's helicopters and locations and you know, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And and the effects are, you know, for the time period, not bad. I like Yeah. <laughs> there there's sure. definitely yeah, some yeah. some like fun, goofy, you know, mid nineties CGI happening here. I don't even know if it's yeah. if you can call it CGI. I guess it is, but it's like the thing where you see just sort of like little plasma looking shit that's like on top of like obviously on top of everything yeah. in the scene. Yeah. But it's I agree. It's you know, it's fine for the time. It's comparable. Yeah. So I guess let's uh let's get into it a little bit. I mean, you see a lot of the effects going on in the first scene. Yeah. Because we start out in the video game. That, in fact, is the first note that I took after oh, yeah. well, I said Don the Dragon Wilson is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then I just wrote a oh, nice production design. Yeah, it's great. I love the like the circular laser tunnel or whatever. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, we open up with our main character. Um, I, I, I've learned something from doing this podcast <laughs> uh, and going back yeah. and listening to uh, this podcast, which is that I'm terrible with names um, so yeah get used to that everybody names of people names of characters names of movies <laughs> anyway david anyway david, david is his name david Corey. i think it's trouble because most people call him Corey for some reason yeah yeah because like he's like a cop that's yeah. what cops do or whatever so he is in the video game he's fighting fighting people mm-hmm. and you get like a couple little fight scenes in a row uh, he's going through the levels. He starts out on like level five, then he goes to level six, then he goes to level seven. Mm-hmm. And then the voice is like, would you like to continue to level eight? And he goes, no, let me skip to level 10. And I was like, oh, that's going to be a mistake. Yeah. So he gets to level 10. The final boss is this creepy guy named Dante, who is super strong. And mm-hmm. David, David just can't make it happen. He can't do it. He can't win. Yeah. And Dante can also teleport like he kind of does win, but then the guy just yeah. teleports behind him and stabs him. It's clearly very cheap. Yeah. So then he loses, mm. and he's coming out and, of oh my God. the uh, game. 
And this is no ordinary VR setup. Yeah, man. It's full lawnmower man territory. Where, like, I don't know why in the 90s they thought that for to do VR, you'd have to be in a giant gyroscope. Like, yep. why would that help at all? It would just feel like you were spinning around a bunch. Like, it wouldn't... Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's hilarious. It, it looks futuristic, I guess, but... It's like those things, you know, the things that they have at, like, mini golf places. Yeah. And and I, I remember in the in the 90s a lot, and I never I never rode one because I was afraid I would puke. But it's like the thing where you strap your ankles in and then you strap your wrists in and then it just spins around a bunch. Mm-hmm. And he's in that and he's wearing like this dopey elastic neon like suit thing. Yeah. And his friend and partner shows up um, and he's like, you got to you got to cut it out, man. You're never going to win. <laughs> never going to be level David's 10. David's like, I am going to win. I just have to keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. The partner's like, nobody beats level 10. You should try. You should <laughs> spend your credits doing virtual sex instead. Cyber sex. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I know. And they're very cavalier about it. He's just yeah. like, you should do cyber sex instead. <laughs> he has the line, you always win, even if you're not an expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Do you like have to clean out that, that suit after each time you go? Like, how does that work? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I would want to do that with all these people yeah. around. You got to bring your own. You got to bring your own suit. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, and David is sort of dismissive to this, uh, which yeah. I, I only say because it's very obvious, like foreshadowing. He's like, oh, it's just having sex with a machine. Why would you ever want to you know, do that with a computer program? So immediately I'm like, He's going to fall in love with a computer program. <laughs> yep. This movie has a lot of that where like things will happen and you'll be like, I bet that's going to come back later. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then this is when, isn't this when we get the couple visiting mm-hmm. Las Vegas? Yeah. So we, we're given a little bit of context here. We see this couple, this like middle-aged couple, uh, and they're, they just arrived in Vegas. That's where they are, by the way. They're in Vegas. Yeah. And they're visiting. They go to their casino or whatever, and they want to check into the virtual arcade and do some virtual sex. Yeah. They want to do some cyber sex. And they like pick their partner, and the dude picks like the really hot chick, and then the woman picks some really hunky guy. Mm-hmm. And they go in and they're doing their thing. And I took issue with this part because <laughs> <laughs> you get it's so stupid. You get like a little clip of the man in his cyber sex with yeah. what's her name. And then you don't get to see the lady with well, her hunky man having her cyber I mean, sex. It's so stupid. It's so transparent. I wasn't expecting it, but yeah. Well, I know, but like, that's the whole thing is like <laughs> the, the macho, the, the like bravado of the genre of this film wouldn't allow it. Wouldn't allow for it. Yeah. I mean, I was half expecting when when she went up to choose, I thought she was going to choose the combat or something like yeah. the fact that they even had men options for the cyber sex. I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. But um, it, it is very jarring, too, because it cuts from like they're like standing at the counter like, all right, let's do this. And all of a sudden it's like, bam. And you see like full frontal nudity. Oh, yeah. And I was like, whoa, I was not prepared for that. full boobs. Yeah. And other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's the whole thing. I was like, what is this movie rated? I always assume these movies are going to be like PG-13 or something. I know, right? There, Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of nudity in this movie. Yeah. But, you know, there's this scene has like basically no point from what I remember, right? Like we never see these characters again, do we? No. 
no yeah these are these characters are very clearly just like world building yeah and slash time filling (laughs) yeah slash nudity filling i guess yeah and it's interesting i i had a question here about like ratings yeah because i don't know how ratings work but i i assume it's so funny because there are so many nude breasts in this movie in sexual situations Mm -hmm. and no one ever touches them and Mm -hmm. i assume it's because like if you touch boobies then it's like (laughs) is that nc-17 is that like one more rating up or is it you know what but i feel like i see that nowadays like i feel like i see that on like hbo or whatever and stuff like that yeah i think that i guess that's the thing that happens i don't know yeah i don't know it's just it was very conspicuous in this film it (laughs) there just kept being naked boobs and like no one no one got anywhere near them it was weird Maybe the director was like, eh, get your hands out of the way. You gotta see the <laughs> boobs. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so this is the world we are in. It's it's We're in Vegas. Everyone's kind of sleazy. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask, is, is this... I mean, this is obviously in the future. Do you get the feeling it's supposed to be, like, dystopic? But it just kind of seems like regular old Las Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, like certain parts, you know, they call everything a a grid, I guess. And there's like, you know, checkpoints and stuff. But the world itself just kind of seems like normal ish, I guess, more sleazy than usual. But yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like society hasn't collapsed, I guess I should say. The world building is quite poor. And (laughs) it's it's weird because like there's like laser guns or not laser guns, I guess, but like tasers and stuff like we mentioned and come in later on. Yeah, they're tasers and and they like shoot little um, rays and it feels out of place. And all of the hyper futuristic stuff feels out of place because the world building is so bad. Yeah, because like all of the all of the outfits are pretty much normal. Everyone's wearing like very 90s clothes. Mm -hmm. Most of the set deck is very normal. There are one or two rooms, you know, that are like, ooh, this is very futury, but mostly it's not. Mostly it's just very normal design and set decoration. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 really leaves a lot to be desired in that aspect. I yeah. I it feels like they they kind of forgot about the world building except for certain moments where they're like, Oh yeah, put something futury here. Like yeah. earlier when they're buying this stuff, the guy's like, That'll be five thousand credits. And I yeah. was like, Really? Like <laughs> what happened to dollars? How far yeah. in the future is this? We're still living on Earth. It's yeah, it's weird because it could it could be like 50 years in the future or it could be like 300 years in the future. Yeah, like it's hard. You know, it's hard. to tell. Las Vegas is still around. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> speaking of futuristic, now we go to Burtek headquarters, yes. which I guess has a giant Easter Island head in the front of it. Like a, like you do, you know, if you're a tech company. Yeah. Those tech people be crazy. Mm-hmm. so this is where i took the note of like so we're introduced to gee i i wonder if this guy is a villain as we're introduced to uh, him literally playing the organ yeah man i uh i wrote that note as well some ominous halloween ass music mm-hmm. on a fucking organ yeah it's so dumb yeah and and <laughs> well as as the guy is coming in to meet him i the guy dr cameron right I don't know when we learn his name, but his yep. name is Dr. Cameron. Um, as he shows up to go in and meet with the bad guy, obviously, uh, he goes through the security protocol 
and here's where we get a hilarious scene of like uh, his skeleton is glowing yeah. in front of his skin in like ooh that's fun yeah but he wants to show him his new invention i think we skipped we skipped a little scene right before this yeah 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 there is the, uh, like a robbery the software it's, robbery it's completely yeah. unimportant the only thing yeah the only thing you need to know is that uh our main character david is like a cop mm-hmm. kind of and they beat the guys really. up at the hoover dam yeah that's all that scene is for like those characters never come back and it's just like here he is he's good at karate he's like a he's in law enforcement yeah and john is pretty good at karate too yeah they're both they're both good karate dudes which which like begins it seems like everyone in this movie is knows <laughs> yes. like martial yeah. arts or something yeah absolutely. like there's there's a scene later which was hilarious to me where i'll just briefly mention now david is like accosted by another cop on the force who's just like a random character and david like sort of shoves him away and the the dude immediately does like a spinning kick yeah i was like what how does that dude also know karate like what's happening (laughs) just everyone karate is is the way of the world now only the strong survive oh true i guess maybe that's what the the dystopia is is. like all guns and knives are gone (laughs) or they're just very rare as we see anyways so yeah dr cameron has got this new thing yes and it's dumb as hell at first you they'd sort of do like a, a switch on you where they show like another one of those those lady programs or whatever yep and i was like oh i guess he has a new a new ai or whatever and yep it's it, this is like just a weird gross little detail where as the as the bad guy has the visor on watching this little program of this naked lady he's like licking his lips and like smacking them like nom, nom. yeah it's like so gross come on dude. so awful like get it together man but um it is not a new sex program he's like what she's the most popular one we have why are you showing this to me yeah but he has a different idea and out walks liana but in real life she's alive the program has become real yes and he does there's a couple of moments of sort of, sort of like mumbo jumbo in the movie of like kind of hand waving explaining stuff away Oh, yeah. And this is one where he's like, oh, it's the same cells we use for cloning. I just put a computer virus into them instead of like a person's DNA. Yeah, they explain it away very quickly. And it's it's all nonsense. It's all dumb. But basically, he's, you know, using living cells to create these people. And so this is the this is the dumbest part too. the the boss is like, make me another one. And he's like, "Okay, who's the second most popular? And they're like, Greta, the dominatrix. And he's like, all right. And he goes boop 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 and he types it in the computer he makes greta and greta comes out of the slime already wearing a leather outfit and holding a fucking whip like yeah if you're making them if you're making them out of cells (laughs) where the clothes come from (laughs) where the clothes i mean maybe the clothes are just part of so stupid that would be very good for a sex robot (laughs) They're, they're organic clothes yeah. i mean we do see later that the whip does seem to be organic because she can control it like an appendage yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah so so bad guy i i don't know when they say his name but his name's burrows the the bad guy head of the company guy right i think it'll just be easier to call him that uh he's like awesome let's start doing this and then for some reason he's like we got to get across the border to la i guess to take them to the main office yeah. So that people can buy them, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, they put these collars on them that control them. So, you know, they if they if they try and escape or whatever, they can just kill them mm-hmm. basically right away. Yeah. And also, Dr. Cameron, 
very conspicuously again goes, oh, by the way, they can learn. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah. and Burroughs is just like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever, and just waves it off. But yeah. it's very clear that some learning is going to happen. Obviously. It's so fucking Blade Runner, dude. Mm-hmm. It's so Blade Runner. Yeah. So so Burroughs takes, Burroughs takes the two girls with him, and then Cameron just sits down at his desk, and then I don't know what the fuck happened here. Dude, uh, me neither. Explain me, me fucking neither. No, I can't. How? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I don't think Cameron did it. No. But somehow, uh, Dante also emerges from the tank. Dante just comes out of the ooze. Mm, I guess he willed himself. He just gets made. Yeah, somehow. He's just there now. Uh, I guess because the plot needed to happen. But, yep. <laughs> like, come up with some idea. Don't... Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the dumbest part of this movie to me. I was just like, yeah. why? <laughs> I guess it's it It was just an accident or, or, or Dante, you know, was strong enough that he made it happen from inside or something i have no idea yeah it does not explain it he he does seem to have like weird powers that we yeah get into later that yeah don't really make sense oh and and here uh i guess like talking about the plot of the movie dante basically kills uh cameron because he was like oh bring all my friends out yeah and cameron's like no and so dante kills him and he has to go to the other place to restart the program yeah he has to go to L.A. to restart it. But I, I was wondering how, first of all, how does he even know any of the other characters? And why would he be friends with them? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> they, so, they're never on the same level together. <laughs> so he he has to, Dante has to go to L.A. So he does this weird mind meld thing with mm-hmm. Liana where he's like, where are you? Show me well, where you yeah. are. And, uh, and so he does that. But yeah, I agree. It It seems to be implying that there is some sort of waiting room inside the vr universe where yeah. all the vr characters are just they like just all hang out there do 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 just like twiddling their thumbs and hanging out waiting to either go have sex with some gross mm-hmm. dude or go fight some dude because they do they know each other it's yeah. very strange i mean <laughs> like it's it's weird that he would know any of the other fighting game characters it's totally crazy that he would know any of the sex characters yeah <laughs> unless it is you know they are just hanging out there yeah <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he seems to be like the all-powerful leader of the the cyber world because he can yeah definitely mind meld with everyone else. Anyways, getting getting too caught up in and also <laughs> why does he why does he never talk? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, does, he does never the talks. Guy who, the actor have a bad voice or something? It must yeah, well, be. He dude. talks. It just is like through his mind. Who knows? Oh my god, so inexplicable. This whole character. Yeah. So now we go see John and David our main our buds mm-hmm. who are like at a bar or something or whatever and david is not drinking because he's training his body mm-hmm. he has this kind of like my body is a temple attitude because he's training super hard yeah ostensibly just because he wants to beat level 10 like it really is the main drive of his entire life yeah he talks about it all the time <laughs> just being good at this video game yeah and then they get like a little beep on their their like police kind of uh-huh. cell phone kind of radio kind of things yeah and john is like do you want to go check it out and david's basically just like nah i'm good yeah that was kind of funny to me because you know david's the main character but he's like nah they could handle it we're off the clock yeah something else hilarious happened in this scene too where it's revealed that um you know john does all the cyber sex stuff and he also yeah. 
you know, David's like, well, what about your wife? Oh, yeah. And John was like, well, she did it before we got married. But after we got married, I made a version of myself that she could have cyber sex with. <laughs> it's like, I put my brain yeah. in the computer to fuck my wife. It's like, whoa, so stupid. what's happening? Yep. At this point, though, I kind of thought like, well, and with what happens next, I was like, I guess we can get into it then. He, <laughs> Spoiler alert, John dies. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. But I was like, oh, my God, wait, are they going to use this AI to make like a, a synthetic version of him? Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that's a cool opportunity that they did not take. Yeah, no, they don't do that. <laughs> no. So John John goes to respond to this call mm-hmm. there uh, and fucking Dante is there. And he's like, oh, my God. And he tries to fight him. He tries to tase him. None of it works. Dante's super powerful. Dante mm-hmm. fucking murders him. Yeah. And Karate Uncle Joey is dead. That's who I was. That's what I was calling him before I knew his name. Because he kind of looks like <laughs> Uncle Joey from, from uh, Full <laughs> Yeah. <House. laughs> and it, I was also kind of sad because like, I, I thought he was going to be like one of the main characters. I thought it was going to be both of them. Um, yeah. And he died super fast. I mean, yeah. It's going to be a team-up movie, but it's just they weren't the two that were teaming up. Yeah. So David finds out, obviously, the next day. He's super pissed. He's mm-hmm. like, I got to find out the the people who did this. And somehow, because of like all the surveillance or whatever, because it's you know the future, his superiors are like, okay, so there was an old man and two women, which is, of course, Burroughs and the two AI sex women. Mm-hmm. And... David's boss is like, they're going to Los Angeles and they like snuck across or whatever. So they're, they're bad guys. So we think they're the ones who did this. So David's yeah. like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to follow him. Cause he was my partner and I got to avenge him. Yeah. But chief's not having it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the classic, like it's out of your jurisdiction. And he's like, well then fuck this job. I quit. And the captain's like, well, okay. Just tell us if you find anything. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. The captain is sort of like, all right, I'm going to let you do it, but like sort of secretly and sort of like you're only reporting directly to me and kind of like yeah. don't tell anybody. When he was like, don't tell anybody else, talk to me directly. I was like, oh, he's going to betray him. But, yeah. you know, that never happens either. <laughs> I kept calling things wrong. Yeah, it this does. One. Does it? Yeah. Wait, did I, I remember th- that wrong? <laughs> we'll, get, I get, we'll get to it when we get there, but I mean, kind okay, of. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. Huh. Maybe I just blocked it out because I didn't want to <laughs> such a good captain. <laughs> okay and then we get kind of like a, a heartfelt scene for this type of movie where david is the one to go inform oh john's wife that he's died and oh she obviously doesn't take it well and it's a very long scene <laughs> did you i mean what did you think about this scene i mean it was sad like i they felt out of place in this movie but i think it was like relatively well done for this type of scene I don't, what did you think I just thought the acting was so terrible that it was, I mean, they're just, (laughs) I mean, think about like the, the actual like weight of that circumstance, because we meet John's wife. We also see that John has Mm -hmm. an infant child. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe that was just what it was. I don't remember the acting at all, really. It's terrible. I mean, it's not, it's not (laughs) terrible. I shouldn't say it's terrible. It just is, it is not fitting for the, the weight of the scenario. Yeah, all, that makes sense. Which, I mean, it would be awkward to have, if if it was fitting, like if the woman really did react how ostensibly a wife would react to news of the death of her husband, that would mm-hmm. be kind of awkward in this movie. It wouldn't fit. So I guess, I, I mean, I get it, but it just mm-hmm. was not, 
I was like, this doesn't need to be in here. Yeah, I, I like, you know, maybe this is bad to say, but his wife didn't need to be a character in this movie at all. Like, you know, it's no, we get that it's sad no. that he died. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, and then the next scene is where David goes to the dam to investigate, and the guy tries to stop him because he's like, it's police personnel only, and apparently this guy is also a martial artist. Yep, everyone does karate. Okay, this is, yeah, this is where I took the 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 line where the guy's like calls david a grid runner yeah and i was like oh you know like a blade runner <laughs> yeah um so that's what his job is i think they they are border guards is what they were saying yeah right? i or... mean that's what i got you get the feeling that it's sort of like you know how there's those little kind of petty rivalries between like the police department and the sheriff's office stuff like that like he's, yeah okay he's yeah, law he's law sense. enforcement but he's like not a police officer quote unquote whatever that means yeah but he's law enforcement yeah um while he's there though he does find like what the little walkie-talkie video thing that john had and yep he hears the laughter of dante and i don't know if he recognizes it or not at this point but it does sort of lead him to you know figure out what has been happening and he finds out that a purchase was made in Cameron's name uh, on the bullet train to LA. Mm -hmm. And I took a note here that the bullet train sure looks a lot like a subway. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does not look like any bullet train I've seen. Nope. So our boys go into LA to avenge his partner. And then this is kind of a, this is kind of a, the, a lull in the film for me. There's a couple scenes in a row where like, I don't really know nothing important really happens. And then like, yeah he gets there and then he gets assaulted like right when he gets there yeah by all these people somehow burroughs knows that he's on his way uh i don't remember yeah. why i don't either <laughs> and yeah like he he beats up the gang that's coming for him but then this other guy shows up in a suit and i never got that guy's name so i just nope. called him suit guy suit guy uh but he's a good fighter yeah he's not just a faceless yeah he's a character so david runs off but then we have the amazing scene with Greta and Liana in their little cell, I guess, yeah. where they're being held for uh, to be sold to, I wrote this down, the People's Republic of England. Oh, yeah. And that was one of those things where I was like, oh, get it? It's the future. Yeah, they're trying really hard to just be like, oh, it did, oh ah, things are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and like someone he finds has a prison barcode tattooed on him. Yeah. And it's just like, Okay, this doesn't need to be happening. Yeah, but yeah, the the two the two women are being held, and Dante mind melts into one of them. He's like, "You guys got to escape," and they're like, "We don't know how." And he's like, "All right, I'll do it for you." <laughs> so I guess he like told them what to do. Yeah, because he he like sees through her eyes. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't like control her their movements, does he? I don't think. I don't think, I think so. He must no. have just been like, "Okay, so go over here and then do that." Yeah. But so there's like one guard asleep outside their cell. So uh, Greta, the dominatrix, sticks her whip underneath the door. And I was like, what is she doing? Yeah. But apparently she can control the whip because she makes it like flick the dude in the balls a couple of times. Oh, boy. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. And then she's like, let us out. And I was like, this dude could just walk away. You could just get up and, and like go a few feet away. Like <laughs> you're not in any danger. Right. But. He just lets him out. So they have escaped. They're presumably going to meet up with Dante. And then 
I'm I missed something here. I don't know if I just like stopped paying attention for a minute, but the next thing I remember is in the like little shelter kind of place. Right. How do they both get there? <laughs> David, I think, just goes there because he wants to stay off the grid. Yeah. She, I have no idea. She like Greta's like, let's go meet up with Dante, and Liana's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I who cares why? Uh, she's learning, I yeah. guess, as they said early. Okay. But she just goes there. They can learn. Yeah. Okay. So she just fucks off and she just. Yeah. Okay, she just yeah. goes there <laughs> for fun, I guess. So Liana and David kind of meet up at this. Uh, it's almost like a shelter kind of place. There's a bunch of cots around. Yeah. Liana is talking to this kid and, and David sees her from across the room. But then some creepy dude comes up and is like hitting on Liana. Mm-hmm. And David comes up and is the white knight and is like, hey, she said no. And then punches this dude in the face. And she's yeah. like, oh, thanks. They sort of introduce themselves. She's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I just need a place to stay. What are you doing here? Who are you hiding from? So you get the feeling that this is some sort of like uh, asylum, maybe for people who are trying to escape from something or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're both doing. And she's like, I just had some people I want to get away from. And he he notices the uh, necklace that she has on. He's like, "Uh oh, they can probably track you using that. We should get it off you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. And he's like, here, let's go somewhere private so people don't, you know, I don't know. So they go into another room and she's like, if you try and, you know, if you try and uh, take it off, then it'll explode or something. Yeah. Well, he he has his his PDA lady to scan it. Yeah. So he gets his his PD, uh, PA lady, whatever her name is. I don't remember. I think it was Mary. Uh, and she just knows everything somehow. Yeah. Mary is like um, omniscient and omnipotent. Yeah. So she goes, hey, I can I can disarm the necklace for like one and a half seconds and you can rip it off right Mm -hmm. then. But if you fail, then when it comes back live, it will, you know, explode and kill you both or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, are you willing to take that risk? And she's like, she gives him like a, a, a nod. And so they do it. He rips it off. They're successful. And she's so thankful. She's like, hey, let's have sex. <laughs> and because yeah. that's what she is. That's all she knows. You know, mm-hmm. she's the sex AI. And he, you know, ever the gentleman is like, no, I, I don't even know you. You don't have to do that. What are you doing? And she's like, I thought this is what you want. And he's like, you, you, you need to worry about what you want, not what I want. Yeah. And she's like, oh, she's yeah. learning. Mm-hmm. He's a real good guy. Yeah. And then they fuck anyways. <laughs> and then they have sex. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Come on. Listen, I guess he he just, he goes, you know, you got to do what you want. And she thinks about it for a second. Is like, okay, cool. Still want to have sex. Can we do it? And then he's like, yeah, whatever. Let's do it. He's like, uh, okay, so fine. Then we get more, uh, more titties, lots of titties. Mm-hmm. And a very long sex scene. Yeah, which is hilarious because it's, you know, she's on top and she's, you know, ostensibly naked and so is he. But they have, she has yeah. wrapped a blanket around her waist, which is also over his waist. Yep. So like, yep. no one in the history of having sex has ever done this before. <laughs> it's insane ever. looking. No. <laughs> So obviously, just but like, it's like long. It's like a minute and a half long. Yeah, it is very long. 
and and it so ends dumb. with like the the sex music is still happening and then we're just treated to shots of like the homeless people upstairs like hey don't forget they're here while this oh, is happening yeah. Like, whoa yeah <laughs> that was so like the strange. sex music doesn't stop yeah it's oh it's weird <laughs> it's really weird and then as soon as they're done the goons show up at the shelter the goons that we saw from earlier Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a big fight scene, and she, uh, Alana, whatever her name is, I don't fucking, I keep having Liana. that on my phone to <laughs> remind myself of people's names. <laughs> yes, Liana. Liana knows fucking karate. Yeah, she Why kicks she the shit karate? out of these guys. She beats up two it's dudes. Crazy. Like I thought, the whole thing is that like all they know is what they've been, and she's like the sex robot. So why? Would she know karate? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Well, you know, the other one was the dominatrix. Maybe that was the one that her fetish is, is like karate girl. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they beat up these guys and they, they kind of escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they hide out and they kind of explain the plot to each other. So now they both know the yeah. score. And they are trying to draw Dante out because they know what he's trying to do and they know they have to stop him. So they uh, lead him to Japantown. Yeah. Which does that? Is there a Japantown in LA, or is that one of the futury things? No, it's okay. It's so stupid because someone calls it <laughs> Japantown, and then literally in the next scene, someone else calls it Little Tokyo, which what? is is what it is known as is Little Tokyo. Okay. Like in real life in LA, there is a Little Tokyo. So I was like, okay, clearly that's what they're talking about. And then fucking two <laughs> sentences later, someone was like, yada, 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 Little Tokyo. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, there's there's kind of, there's clearly two like bosses set up. We have to beat, we have to defeat Burroughs, uh, who is the skeevy rich guy. And then we have to defeat Dante, who yeah. is the karate AI. Yeah. And we're all set for our final act. Mm-hmm. And Dante shows up where they are in little tokyo oh wait 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 isn't the isn't the scene with the with the commissioner first is that first wait what scene with the commissioner or is that afterwards where his boss shows up uh his boss shows up uh, in la <laughs> do you not remember this i remember that that happened oh no okay yeah that that's after this i don't remember <laughs> that's after this yeah i just saw in my notes oh okay I that's after this that part. i think because it was the shortest scene ever okay yeah 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 okay sorry go ahead (laughs) yeah anyways dante knocks out david with one punch naturally like because that's not our main character or anything yep um and he abducts liana yep david wakes up and greta's still there he fights her and then he kicks her in the stomach and she explodes into flames yeah and he's like hey computer what the fuck just happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. and and his computer lady says some gobbledygook about like X amount of pounds per yeah. square inch pressure on the AI <laughs> will make them fucking explode. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, note yeah. taken. Cool, got a plan. Yep. So now he's alone. So yeah, and then and then Dante has Liana. Yeah. And then suit guy shows up to take Liana. You know, all the bad guys are like fighting each other too. Yeah. Anyways, now we have the scene where the chief comes out. Okay, this is what I was talking about earlier, where it seems like he was kind of a, yeah. a, an asshole because the chief like comes out there and uh, David is like, uh, I gotta, I gotta save, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. And the, the chief is like, we got to get the feds to do this. It's too much. You're off the case. Mm-hmm. And David is like, no, fuck you. 
I'm going to do it anyway. And then his chief just pulls out a knife and tries to kill him. Yeah. I think that might have been why I forgot about this is because they don't explain why. It's so weird. If they had been like, I was the one who called them and told them you were coming to town earlier. Yeah. That would have made sense. But he just kind of attacks him. Like, was he upset that he wasn't going to let the feds handle it? Or Right. It's, it's, it's nonsense. It's like so dumb. It's totally inconsequential because, I mean, David obviously wins the fight. And, and David just kicks him out the window. Yeah. He just throws him out the window. Yeah. And he dies, I guess. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, he fell like two stories. <laughs> yeah. But that's it for that scene. Like, it's totally unimportant doesn't matter because we got to get to some sweet footage of david practicing kicks and gearing oh up for his God. final showdown the weirdest training montage <laughs> so many kicks he's not kicking anything mm-hmm. he's just kicking in the air yeah it's super he's... weird <laughs> yeah so oh uh, and and there was a scene earlier where burrows put another collar onto liana oh yeah she's yeah she has collar just again. a small detail that will come back but um, yeah, David shows up to the like main office of what the fuck, Burtek, I think. Um, oh, what? Wait, what did you say? Burtek? I thought is that the name of the? I think you're like cutting out because I heard you just go shows up to the office of fuck Bert. <laughs> <laughs> the office of fuck Bert, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so david shows up to fuck bert yeah oh my god <laughs> he shows up to fuck bert <laughs> uh, i'm sorry yes okay anyway yeah, yeah yeah he's there and he gains entrance by having his computer like beam the handprint of his captain onto his hand which yeah that's not how that works at all but yeah whatever knows. he gets inside the computer is all powerful he gets in dante is also there dante has has broken in yeah there's a cool like really long hallway scene where dante is just walking down this hallway and like busting dudes up as he walks and it's kind of a long shot and it's kind of cool just dropping guys yeah but um david gets up to where burroughs is burroughs has liana he's like don't come any closer or i'll kill her yeah Uh, and david's like he tries to call his bluff Wait, no, that's he did that earlier. He doesn't do that here. Yeah. Is, here he's he, like yeah. uh he wait, shit, what's happening? Um oh no no no. Okay, so he gets there. <laughs> he, he he takes out his PDA, uh and, and this is where we find out that her name was Mary. I think they might have said it earlier, but they she says it here for sure. And he's like, It's been a good ride. Oh yeah. And he leaves yeah. her in the elevator and I was like, yep. Okay, why? But you soon find out why, because David walks out. He's immediately tased by the suit guy uh, who brings him in front of Burroughs. Burroughs pulls out a real gun with like actual bullets and shit. And oh, yeah. he starts to play like Russian roulette with him. Like like one player Russian roulette, just like with all of the bullets shooting at Don- at uh, at David. And, you know, right. he finally gets down to the last one and he's about to take the shot. But then David has Mary pretend to be the FBI, uh, which distracts Burroughs long enough for him to like knock the gun out of his hand. Yeah. And then Mary like explodes. Yeah, uh, don't know why that had to be. Part Mary like self destructs. <laughs> yeah, it's a good distraction, I guess. Yeah, bigger distraction. My whole thing about this scene, though, was like you said, he's doing like a Russian roulette kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Any one of the shots could have just killed David. Yeah, he didn't think to try any distraction till the last one. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> 
David could so easily have just died in this scene. And yeah. Then the movie would be over. Yeah. He must have been really confident in his luck. Yeah. But um, he fights he fights suit guy and beats him, I guess. And uh, oh, yeah. Burroughs is like, get me a helicopter. And I thought they were going to go to the roof, you know, like you do in movies when you're getting on a helicopter. But yeah. I don't think they had the budget for that. So they just went out the front yeah. door. And I guess the helicopter is going to land on the street to pick him up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then this is when, yeah. So I got mixed up what I said a second ago. This is when Burroughs is about to get on the helicopter and he's got Liana and he's like, don't come any closer. Yeah. I'll kill her. And then David like bluffed him and is like, oh, who cares? Go ahead. She's just a computer program. Mm-hmm. But from behind his back, we see that he has pulled out a knife. Yeah. And then David chucks the knife at Burroughs' hand and gets him right in the hand. Mm-hmm. And Burroughs is like, ah. He lets Liana go. Liana grabs the little controller thing for her collar, her necklace, or whatever. She takes it off. The people in the helicopter are shooting. Mm-hmm. Liana puts the collar on Burroughs. Yes. And an fucking scene. crushes his neck <laughs> until his head falls off. And it looks pretty good. Well, it, his head also glows green as it falls off. And I was yep. like, why did that happen? <laughs> yep. Who knows? Maybe that's just what happens when your head gets chopped off. It's like all of the greenness in your body escapes with it. I, You know, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but it doesn't stop there because David takes the gun from Burroughs. Uh, and this is, as we were saying, a small revolver. And he starts shooting at the helicopter with it, which works amazingly well yep. because the helicopter fucking explodes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a real it's a real bad explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the helicopter basically disappears and is replaced with an explosion. A smaller explosion yeah. than the helicopter was. Like, you know how whenever you're just throwing an explosion on top of something like you got to make sure the explosion is big enough to cover said thing yeah and it is not they do not do that here Mm -mm. so it's about time for fight with dante final showdown with dante and this is the part where i got confused at this is weird because it we just had a hostage situation and we are immediately thrown into another hostage situation where dante grabs liana and is like don't come any closer or he's like, leave. Yep. Uh, but this time, David really does say, like, nope. So so Dante just kills Liana. Yep. Liana's dead. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Yeah. It's kind of upsetting. I didn't like it. And it's like, why didn't he have a trick this time? Why? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, I already used my one, one hostage-saving idea. That was all I got. I'm fresh out. Sorry, Liana. And then, I mean, what needs to be said? It's a long ass fight. It's like a ten. It is a fight very scene. long fight scene. It, I mean, the the weirdest part to me happened be- right before the fight scene, where Dante goes into the mainframe, and you know he's gonna activate the thing to get all of his buddies, I guess, out of the VR into the real world. Yeah. And in order to do this, he transforms his hand into a plug to plug into the mainframe. Yeah. But that was never something that he has been shown to be able to do. Like. Why would that be his power to do that? Yeah, his his powers keep uh, getting more and more yeah. convoluted and yeah. Anyways, it's you know it's just for convenience of the plot, but um, yeah. So countdown five minutes. David has to beat him and and stop the emergence of all these evil fighting guys. And it's a long scene. They're they're fist fighting, and then somehow like somehow there's swords. Yeah. 
Dante like materializes some <laughs> swords. Yeah, another one of his powers. And th- there's a little bit of this rhetoric of like, you can't beat me because I am as good as I am because of all the times that you fought me in the video game. Yeah. Dante is saying like, every time you fought me, I learned your fighting style. I, I'm inside your head. I know every move you're going to do or whatever. Yeah, that came out of nowhere too. Yeah, it's just more again to the point of like, oh, they can learn. Mm-hmm. And then but obviously... I guess it doesn't work. Yeah, our hero wins. Yeah. And he wins in a spectacular fashion. Um, did you ever see Enter the Dragon? Yeah, I mean, it's a very clear... Like, <laughs> I, I gotta assume they meant it as an homage because of how blatant oh, it is. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the... We we haven't mentioned it, but but David has been very Bruce Lee ish throughout the whole movie, really, with his sort of like prancing around while he's fighting. Yeah, or, or not prancing, but like you know, bouncing back and forth between his feet. Yeah, like Bruce Lee used to do. Definitely. But yeah, this is he does the fucking chest stomp from Enter the Dragon. Yeah, and complete with like the shot of his face afterwards, where he's like, Wah! it's identical. Yeah. So yeah, pretty great. And that's it. And he gets the plug, and he saves the day at the very last second. Mm-hmm. And all is well, pretty much. Yeah. And then and the fucking funniest scene of the movie to me. Yeah. Where it's just it's David. What what was that thing that he had that had his friend's picture on it? I don't know. Like a tiny CD. Yeah. Was it was that the the sex AI of his friend? Oh my god, was it? <laughs> I don't know, man. I was trying to figure oh out. I couldn't god. think of anything else it could have been. <laughs> Like, oh my fucking god! I could not think. I of guess what it, it was. was. I have no idea. <laughs> but so that would be a very weird present to give to his widow. But he, <laughs> anyways, there's a scene where he goes to give this. It's a CD with a picture of his friend on it. You know, whatever it is, he goes to give it to the wife, and he's like, "He wants you. Would he want you to have this?" And she's like, "Thank you." Yeah. And the scene is like ten seconds long, where she's like, "Boop, boop," <laughs> and you're in and out. It's so short. And then we see David go to the virtual arcade. Yeah. But this time, he doesn't need to play virtual combat anymore because he beat Dante. Yeah. And he is going to play some cyber sex. (laughs) And he's going to go in the the virtual world and see Liana. Mm -hmm. And I felt super fucking weird about that. I felt felt so weird. I felt so weird about it. I feel like, and again... I know this movie is not the kind of movie that is trying to make some kind of like it's not Blade Runner. It's not considering the kind of arguments that it's making about like relationships and what it is to be a human. But I felt like whatever it did in the last two minutes completely contradicted the entire rest of the movie. Yeah. I was like, okay, so he is doing cyber sex now, but it's okay because he met Liana outside in the real world for like a day. That makes it okay. I don't know. <laughs> or does she, does she remember him? She seems to remember him. Like so. Yeah, but that's how they are with everybody. Oh, maybe so. Whoa, that would be so dark. <laughs> that's how I read it. <laughs> Where he's he's just using this as like a reminder of his lost love. I mean, pale imitation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the way that you interpreted it was the intended way that like she is kind of a yeah. higher a higher form of artificial consciousness now but there's there's no like logic to support that in the narrative but i do feel like that was the intended reaction probably yeah 
Otherwise, it, it's almost like, speaking of Blade Runner, it's like uh, Joy from Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That is Virtual Combat. It's good stuff. I I don't know. I I to me, I, yeah, it's it's fine. It's like fun or whatever. <laughs> There's some kung fu and it's it's silly and and it looks it looks decent. The production design is good. Like I said at the very beginning, I feel like there was a, a decently high budget for this movie. Like there's the sets are all really fully realized. Yeah. But it's just so vanilla. Yeah. I think you enjoyed it a little more than me. Probably, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's got neon. It's, it's eighties futuristic. Even though it came out in the nineties, like it, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it me. is very. It feels eighties. I will say that the the fighting was not great. <laughs> like, I get, I no. know he's like a world champion kickboxer or whatever, but someone, someone should have like, I don't know, done better choreography here because. It's a lot of like a person will be just be standing there waiting for someone to kick them. And then that person will stand yeah. and wait for the other person to kick them. Like it never feels like a, an actual fight. Yeah. The fighting is not good. The closest it ever comes is like I briefly mentioned the, the hallway scene with Dante walking down the hallway and busting heads. Like that scene was really yeah. good. It was like really well done. But no, yeah, there's a lot of problems with the choreography. Yeah. So I guess that is a, that's a soft recommendation if you like 80s aesthetics and you like kung fu movies but also we come to the same conclusion every week you might as well watch it because it's free on youtube uh what do we got uh what do we got for next week why don't we try something weird for next well not weird but something a little older than we're used to it's a movie called the crybaby killer from 1958 Ooh, sounds great. The Cry Baby Killer, 1958. Yes. I believe it's, when I looked it up, it was some sort of noir type thing, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That sounds awesome. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So everybody check out The Cry Baby Killer if you want to play along next week. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think subscribe and download and 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 rate and review and all that stuff yeah i wonder if we have any reviews yet yeah let's we should check Mm -hmm. (laughs) can you guys tell how professional we are yes super professional we gotta set i was thinking we gotta set up like an email address so that in case anyone actually does want to email yeah with whatever i guess (laughs) or an instagram or something Oh yeah, maybe yeah. people can give us suggestions. Yeah, of movies to do. Although that might be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week on Broke Box Office. <sighs> Have a good week. Bye bye. Goodbye, folks. You made it past level ten.